here for the latest episode of the LA City Section Baseball Podcast. Alex Scar alongside Connor Morissette here at our beautiful studio. <laughs> Connor, it's nice to be sitting down for a change. We had an absolute ton of baseball coverage here to get to. Our top tens are completely different. We actually chose a top ten on our own. I've got one. You've gotten one. We've got some game balls. We've got some open division and division one seating predictions to get to. All kinds of stuff, but we just took in a game. El Camino and Taft, one of the big West Valley League rivalries. What did you see today? Brian Golnick absolutely dealing. I know he gave up a couple of runs. I believe one was unearned, but he was fantastic today, especially at the end of the game. Anytime it goes to extras and your starter's still in there, that's incredible. And we were watching at the end of the game from behind uh, the plate, and the movement on that fastball sometimes was fantastic, and then the movement on his breaking ball was incredible. So here at Taft at the nice lunch area, I guess you'd call it, <laughs> at the picnic tables, uh, Taft unfortunately loses. They were in the game as well, played well, don't want to – make it all about El Camino Real, but Brian Golnick stole the show today. Yeah, it was 2-2 going into the eighth inning, so clearly we're going to be one of those good ball games. El Camino comes out here, wins this 1-3-2. We were talking about Brian Golnick. That slider was really, really sharp, and I asked him about it after the game, and I said, you know, you're, you, you're working that slider. He said, yeah, my curveball, I've kind of given up. I'm starting to work on that tight slider. He starts it on the middle of the, middle of the plate and just works it off the plate. He's got that good two-seam movement on his fastball, so... All in all, a very good performance. Eight strong innings out of this kid after throwing seven complete in a 10-inning game against Cleveland last week. So this kid has proven to be a pretty big workhorse. Yeah, he's been fantastic. You mentioned how much he pitched against Cleveland. And the thing with the West Valley League, you just never know who's going to win on any given day. A lot of people probably would have predicted if Golnick was going and even if El Camino Real was on the road, they would have won in an easier fashion. But Taft hung around. They're at the bottom of the league, but they've played everyone really tough. So just another classic West Valley League game and went into extra innings. We wouldn't have had it any other way. <laughs> and it absolutely flew by. Yep. We got here at 3 o'clock. The game started at 3 o'clock. It ended around 4.45. Eight innings in under two hours. That's a reporter's absolute dream. But we've got some top tens to get to. Like we said, they're a little bit different. So, hey, Connor, why don't you start us off? Who do you have at 10? Sure. At number 10, I have San Fernando. After their sweep of Kennedy this past week, I put them at the 10 spot. And those are two huge wins for them. I know you have them a little higher, so sorry to give away a little bit of your top 10. But I have them at 10 just because I think the Valley Mission League is a little bit worse than we thought. We thought Kennedy was going to be the premier team, and for them to come in and get swept by San Fernando, obviously not a good look for them. And take nothing away from San Fernando. They weren't really on our radar up until now, so they sneak in at number 10. I want to see a little bit more from them. I still think they have some things to prove because – Let's face it, if you're not in the West Valley League team, a lot of the teams have beaten up on each other that are outside those leagues, and we don't really know too much because the, the city section has been so crazy. So I'm being a little bit conservative with them, and I have them at 10. San Fernando, as you mentioned, you're sneaking my peak a little bit. They're over there in my top 10 at 8. But at 10, I have Kennedy. Now, I didn't want to drop Kennedy all the way out, and I don't want to give any more of yours away, but I think you've left the Cougars out of your top 10. They remain in mind simply because they've won more than 20 games. If you're at a high school baseball club and you can win more than 20 games, that's still impressive. Even if the schedule's not very tough, even if your league is pretty winnable, it's impressive to me that you go out and you win 20, more than 20 games. They won 21. So a big deal there for the Cougars to have a pretty good season. But San Fernando, I mean, we're, we're going to be seeing this team, I think, in the Open Division playoffs. They absolutely took it to Kennedy. So a huge two-game split there uh, for Kennedy and San Fernando. Now at nine, both of us have Palisades. I've seen Palisades a couple of times. I think they're... They're going to be an open division, but I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble with some of the bigger teams. They uh, have a matchup against Venice to win the Western League. I know we're going to see Pally and Venice pretty much going down towards the wire, but you've got Pally at nine, I've got Pally at nine, and then at eight, things are a little bit different, and you have Pally. 
Yeah, I have Pauly just because they haven't lost lately. And I know their league isn't great as well, so we've kind of fallen into that trap again. But they're going to come up and play Verdugo Hills this upcoming week for two games. And I think if they split, then I'm not exactly sure where I'll have them in the top ten. If someone sweeps, they'll be for sure in the top ten. So Pauly still has something to prove. And I don't want to drop them out because they're they're not losing games. They're, right. they're winning games, so it was tough for me to, to drop them completely out of it. Whereas, just taking it back to Kennedy for a second, 20 wins, you have to respect it. But we saw them play Cleveland, a game where they lost. We saw them lose to San Fernando twice. They've had chances to kind of prove to us, hey, we know we don't play in this great league, but... You know, we're, we're still a team that's going to be a threat. They, they've had opportunities to, to show that, and they've fallen just short. So I, I probably have them at 11 right now, so just out. Um, but for Pauly, you know, they're winning, and these upcoming games against Verdugo Hills are going to be huge. We'll see if Miguel Leal can win a game for them, and then if they have to go with their number two starter in a different game, they can get that win as well. I'll be impressed. Yeah, Pauly, Verdugo Hills, that's going to decide who wins league. So that's a very, very big matchup. We're going to get to who wins, who's won league, and who might win league a little bit later. Let's take a look at both of our top tens to kind of see how they're shaking out so far. But as we move into seven, both of us have Roosevelt sitting there at seven. Yeah, and Roosevelt played Banning this past week, and they lost 3-2. to It was a really tight game. I believe it went into extras. They're, they've proven, to me at least, that – and obviously you want to have teams win games, but they've kept it really close with Banning. They kept it really close with Birmingham, and they've clinched their league. So I think that's a recipe for, for number seven, and I've been really impressed with their pitching. I, I think they're a very good team, and I think that they'll be a bit of a surprise in the open division. They won't get a bye. They won't be one of those first four teams, but – um, I think they'll get a favorable, favorable matchup early on, and I, I think they can win some rounds. Yeah, three straight Eastern League wins there for Roosevelt, or Eastern League championships, I should say. So they've clearly got a good program over there. As we start heading into our top six, things start to get a little bit different. I've got a West Valley League team here at six in Cleveland. You've got a Marine League team here in Banning. We'll talk about Cleveland here for a second. They've kind of taken the West Valley League and the city section by storm. We didn't have them necessarily on the radar. They were in some early top tens, but they fell out after playing some tough teams. Now they're really starting to beat up on teams. We saw them take out Granada Hills, uh, or some of the teams that they've played. So Cleveland's going to be one of those teams that I think you're going to have to pay more attention to. They're playing Granada Hills right now, excuse me. Um, but as they go forward, because they're young, I'm curious to see kind of how they bounce back as you know, the season kind of progresses, but for me now they're at six. If you just look at wins, Cleveland might have the best resume of any city section team. They've beaten Chatsworth, they swept El Camino Real, Renata Hills. It's been incredible what they've been able to do. So I have them um, at five, I have Banning at six, I have Cleveland at five because, you know, who deserves to be higher? I think if you can beat teams, boom, you, you deserve to be higher. And yes, they've lost some tough games. They lost to uh, San Pedro, which is, let's face it, that's not really a, a quality loss, so to speak. But when they're able to, to beat these teams, and talking to some of the El Camino Real parents, they, they told us, we don't really know how they're able to get these yeah, wins. Yeah, they but, didn't see but, this coming. But, you know, they, they've won games, and I think you have to respect the fact that a team can win against some of the best of the best in the city section. So that's why I have them at five. Now, Cleveland, I think, is going to be one of those teams that once we get into the playoffs, then we'll really see, okay, are they for real? Mm -hmm. Here is your chance. Now let's see what you've got. For me, at five, I have Granada Hills, and you have Cleveland. We've talked about both those teams. Granada, we dropped them out of our top ten last week, and we, we got some mentions there on Twitter saying, hey, what happened to Granada Hills? Our rationale was they lost their week while the rest of the top ten had won. 
but Granada proved, hey, we're still one of the biggest, we're still one of the best teams here in this uh, the section, we're still one of the best teams in the league. So Granada, they're gonna be probably, they're probably gonna miss out, be my guess, they're gonna miss out on one of those buys, but they're gonna be a tough team to play. Uh, and then at four, as you mentioned, we've got Banning, and you were actually just at Banning earlier this week, what'd you see? Yeah, so I had Banning at six, you had them at four. Anthony Hoya, their freshman pitcher, was dealing in the uh, top of the seventh inning with two outs. He had a no-hitter going, and then Narbon was able to break it up right at the end there. But, I mean, for a 14-year-old kid, I was talking to the coach after, Coach Gonzalez, and he told me, this kid's going to be special. And I said, think he'll be able to hang on to him? And he said, yeah, he's, he's from around the area. He's a neighborhood kid. He's going to be here for, for all four years. So that's a kid that they expect the world from. And, I mean, why not? He's been so, so good. Eric Sondheimer's been really big about if you can yeah. just win one game with one pitcher, you're going to have a shot in the city section, and Banning certainly falls into that category. The reason I had them a little lower is because I'm a little concerned about their offense. Yeah, offensively, I think they only scored two runs in that game that you were at, so you want to see the bats alive just a little bit more. But when you've got a guy like Hoya who can pitch, I mean, he's only a freshman and he's a big kid. He's a strong kid. He's left-handed, which is a little bit more of an advantage for him. Um, so when I've got Banning, the reason I've got Banning at four, I think they have a chance because I think they're going to have at least a share of the Marine League title. Yes, they guarantee they will. So they're going to, because things have gotten so insane in the city section, the seating committee is going to really have to take a hard look and decide, okay, who's getting these buys? I think they're going to lean towards league winners just as a default because otherwise it's, frankly, it's impossible to try to pick between some of these teams. So that's why I have Banning at four. But lucky for us, our top threes are the same. Who do you have at three? Right now I have Birmingham, and I still don't really have a – good idea of what this team is all about because <laughs> sometimes they throw Albert Garcia and DJ Virginia and, and they they're untouchable. absolute gems and then other times it's the opposite and they get roughed up early we've seen Virginia after a couple innings get pulled at times this season he, he's just got to be a little bit more consistent so when they're on they're on and they're absolutely a city uh, title contender this season the bats are, are going a lot with them with, with Johnny Tinsher Garcia can hit as well but sometimes, you know, it's just the on and off switch with them. Sometimes they're off, sometimes they're on. They have a lot of good wins. They have a couple losses where you kind of shake your head like, you know, how'd they, how'd they drop that game? They just need to be more consistent. And if they can win uh, the rest of their games in the West Valley League, obviously go into the playoffs um, hot, that'll be important. But I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped two and then did well in the playoffs. It's just been a weird year with them. Yeah, as we're recording this podcast right now, Chatsworth and Birmingham are playing their second game. Chatsworth took the first game on Wednesday, so we're going to get to them a little bit later. But that was kind of one of the games we've talked about with Birmingham. Sometimes you see this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Some, and sometimes you kind of really don't. They gave up. Pitching staff gave up seven runs in that loss against Chatsworth, so kind of a tough game there for Birmingham. But as you mentioned, when you've got a deep pitching staff, when you got um, guys like Yanez and Garcia, and you can always throw a senior out there like Virginia. It's going to be really tough going towards playoffs when depth really, really matters. And you got to sometimes you got to throw two starters in one game, right? So that's that's a big key there for Birmingham. And at two, a team for both of us, we just took in. We got El Camino Real. Yeah, and we've seen them put a ton of runs against Birmingham today against Taft. They only managed three in extra innings. We talked about them off the top. Brian Golnick was fantastic today. You didn't get the offensive production from Christopher and, and Cole Kitchen that maybe you're used to. And they relied on Kolnick in this game, and he did really well. That's why, I mean, I don't want to go out and pick a, a city champion right now, but I think El Camino Real is in a really great spot. Kind of like Birmingham, sometimes they, they have games where you're like, how did that happen? You, you, the games to Cleveland and Granada come to mind. But that roster is really good, and if they can 
figure it out come playoff time. I, I like their chances. Yeah, I remember I took in a game El Camino Real in Birmingham, and I watched Elko kind of take it to them. And I remember sending you a message afterwards, and I said, El Camino, I don't know if a team's going to beat them. I think they're really, really deep. They're really balanced. It's always going to be pitching defense and small ball when you play for Josh Leinhart, but the execution is what matters. It's not about scoring seven runs every game. It's about scoring three and limiting the other team to one or two. And their pitching staff has done a really, really good job of that. And Elko, they're, real, they're a good team. They're a tight team. They all like each other. They all have fun with each other. We talked to Golnick after the game, <laughs> and the guys couldn't wait to jump yeah. into frame. You know, it's, it's a good, always a good time when you're a player on, on a team that's having fun. Winning always helps. When you have fun, win or lose, that's always going to make it be a little bit easier. El Camino, they're probably going to get a bye in that open division and definitely a team to watch to head towards Dodger Stadium. Certainly a tight group, and it was great to see. Uh, we'll, we'll show that video here. Uh, just getting absolutely <laughs> mobbed. A ton of fun. It, it, it was incredible. We'll see if that camaraderie and that togetherness can, can help them get over the top. I, w I wouldn't be surprised if it did. And making their first appearance atop our top 10, it's the Chatsworth Chancellors. We've talked about them before. They had kind of slipped lately in our top 10, but here they are at one. What have you seen out of them? It's been a crazy season in the city section. They were as low as six after we thought they would never leave the top five. Now they're at number one. They're playing great baseball right now, so that's why they're number one, obviously. They beat Birmingham earlier this week, and they're playing right now with the time we're filming this. So, I mean, even if they lose, if it's a tight game, I, I think it's still defensible to put them at number one. But... You know, who knows? We'll see what happens with that game. Gabe Achucaro, he his consistency will be key for Chatsworth because we've seen him come out and blank teams and, and perform really, really well. We've also seen him come out and have some tough games like they, he did against Cleveland. So if he's consistent, he's kind of their big arm, that, that sidearm, mm -hmm. tough to hit sometimes. If, if he's good, you know, Chatsworth will be fine. Sometimes if he struggles, Chatsworth does have good bats, so... You know, they can bail him out, but I, I think a lot of it comes down to how good Gabe Achucaro can be. And so far this year, he's been pretty good, bar a couple outings. Yeah, at the time we're filming this, Chatsworth has a one-game lead in the West Valley League. So that's kind of another reason why they're at one. This is the best league in the city section, and Chatsworth, they're going out. They're 5-2 and two in league right now, so hey, they're going to be at number one. You talk about Gabe Achucaro and that big sweeping slider. His stuff, as you mentioned, can be, you know, that stuff is nasty. But for him, it's always it's always about putting that best foot forward in that first inning, second inning, third inning. There are going to be times when maybe your defense lets you down or maybe there's a ball that, hey, I made a great pitch, the guy just got me, right? Sometimes things are going to happen. For him, it's just about putting scoreless inning on top of scoreless inning because once he gets rolling, man, it's really tough to hit him. So for, for Chatsworth, as they go forward, yeah, it's going to be about the bats. Alex Malone's continuing to hit homers. Miguel Marin just keeps getting on base. There are guys that they have that can bail out tough pitching. But you always want to go out there and shove for your team. Gabe Achikaro doing an absolutely great job. So there are two top tens. Do you have a prediction as to who could win this open division? I know we're going to get to some seedings in a little bit, but I just feel like we're so deep into the season. And for, for football, I mean, it was clear Narbonne right. was, was going to win. For basketball, there were two Westchester, teams. Westchester, Fairfax. Fairfax. I, I mean, I, I could see Chatsworth. I could see El Camino Real. I could see Birmingham. I could see Granada if they get hot. Cleveland if, if, they, if they get hot. B Banning. I mean, and then outside of that, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone else, but you can make a rationale for, for, for all these teams. It's, Absolutely. it's been a crazy season. And teams that we haven't included in our top ten, like San Pedro and Carson, they may sneak into that open division, and they're going to give some teams a tough time. Verdugo, maybe? Verdugo Hills, possibly. Polly as well. So if you're asking me to pick... Who's going to be the open division yeah, champion? Who, who knows? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Give me any of my top five, and I will. I'll put that up against the rest of the of my top Field, ten. Yeah. 
but hey, that's saying I'm gonna pick half the field to win. That's not that's not very <laughs> adventurous. Yeah, it's not very adventurous. If I have to pick one right now, put me on the spot, I'd probably say El Camino Real, but they are by no means for me a lock. They're gonna be tested by a bunch of different teams. I think Birmingham could still win, Chatsworth, as you mentioned, Granada. Hey, Cleveland, we can't slight yeah, Cleveland. They're five, out, they're yeah. beating everybody. So it's Cleveland five West Valley teams. Absolutely. Cleveland can still win. Banning if Anthony Hoya just continues to shove his way through the playoffs. So yeah, if, if you make me pick one, I'd probably say El Camino Real, but plenty of good baseball left to be played. Yeah, I come on, I'm man, sure. make a pick. I mean, I, I said it. Go I, into I, the fire. I, I pretty much already said El Camino Real, but I'll say uh, I'll say Chatsworth. What the hell? Now let's take a look at who's won some league winners here in the LA City section. I just want to shout out some of these teams that we've talked about, maybe some that we haven't from Divisions 1 down to Division 3. Ton of teams playing a lot of good baseball. Shout out to Roy Ball, they've won the Central League, Dorsey winning the Coliseum League, and then a bunch of other leagues are still yet to be decided. We've got the East Valley League, Pauley and Verdugo Hills, we've talked about them. Very they, excited for that finish. That's going to be very, very good later uh, next week. So that's going to decide basically the winner of those two games, if one team can sweep or if they split then, depending. But the East Valley League will not be decided until its final week. We've got a three-way tie in the Marine League with Banning, San Pedro, and Carson. We've seen both of or all three of those teams at least one time. So the nice thing for Banning is that they don't have to play anymore because Washington Prep doesn't have a team. They forfeited, so Banning gets two wins. Carson plays Narbonne, and Carson's in a bit of a slide right now. They split with San Pedro. If they lose to Narbonne, they'll be out of the race. San right. Pedro plays Gardena, so you'd expect them to sweep on the, on the, the form that they're currently in right now. So it's maybe looking like a, a Banning and San Pedro tie, and I think Banning would get in the open division if that were the case, and San Pedro would be a high seed in D1. Yeah, if all three of these teams sweep, which I think Carson's probably going to take care of business against Narbonne, even though they did kind of play uh, Banning a little bit tough. I see all three of these teams sweeping, and for what it's worth, Carson would probably finish because as of right now, they have the best run differential in league. So for what that's worth, that's going to help Carson. Now let's just shout out some of these other league winners. We've talked about Roosevelt winning the Eastern League, uh, the Exposition League, Rancho Dominguez. Some of these schools we haven't talked about a whole lot, but still it takes we got to feel the team. you got to go out. you got to win these games. So we want to shout out some of these schools. Community Charter out winning the North Valley League, Marshall winning the Northern League, and Maywood winning the Southern League. Marshall might be a team who could make some noise in the playoffs. I, I think they could, could do all right. They, they've had some some non-league games where they, they've yeah. shown up and played well. So that's one team that's on my radar. And then, of course, you've got the Valley Mission League, San Fernando. Probably they've locked that up. There's still a couple housekeeping things to do. They both got to win uh, later next week. But San Fernando, after sweeping Kennedy, they look to take that Valley Mission League. And then the West Valley League, man, who who knows? We don't know, and we're supposed to be the people who know. No idea. No idea. The Western League, Palisades and Venice, we talked about them. But going through some of these leagues, hey, shout out to your league winners. You guys have done a fantastic job playing some baseball, but we've got plenty more to get to. Let's take a look at some game balls. I'm going to go first. We were just talking about San Fernando. Steven Villagran over there, the pitcher and the outfielder, he struck out 12 in the 4-3 win over Kennedy. And then he at the dish, he got walked five times, several of them intentionally. They kind of didn't want to face him. Ended up going three for five with five walks in two games. So Steven Villagran, you get a game ball from me. Have you given Anthony Hoya a game ball yet, or did you shout him out a couple weeks ago? I have given I'm pretty sure I've given him a game ball, but... Feel free to give him another Yeah, one. I'm going to. Well, you know, make it two, Anthony. He did really well against Narbonne. We already talked about it a little bit. Anytime you're a freshman and you're throwing what, two hitters at the varsity yeah, level, absolutely. I don't care who you're playing, that's really, really great to see. 
he he was locked in. Couple of command issues with him. He's going to walk some guys, maybe hit a batter. You're 14, 15. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. But in the future, he'll be the total package. And right now, he's already better than the majority, the vast majority of kids older than him who are pitching. I'm really impressed with what he's been able to do, and he gets a game ball for me. Yeah, they're going to really lean on him. Banning is going towards that open division playoffs. And while we're at it, let's just take a sneak peek at what we think some of the open division seeds might be. As of right now, I think, if I'm going to say, I think these buys are going to go. Three of the four are probably going to go to the West Valley League. So you're putting on the Joe Lenardi hat right now. Yeah, putting put it on the bracketology Joe Lenardi hat, which means I think I'm going to be 75% wrong. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's how that works. But I got three of four right now going to the West Valley League. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that as well. But then you have, is it kind of following your top ten a little bit? So sort of, yeah, kind of in the way Banning would right now for me getting that fourth buy, but things can change. There are still plenty of games going on right now that we don't know the results of and all of next week. So this is a little preemptive. But, yeah, so far I've got Banning right now at four. Chatsworth is one, El Camino is two, Birmingham three, and then Banning four. So I, I agree with you. I think the top three, it's – Unless something goes horribly wrong, chats where they'll come in Real Birmingham. I think they've done enough to earn those top three. And then will the committee give four buys to one league? That's a question. So maybe if you into that kind of conspiracy stuff, that would help banning. But I think Cleveland has a shot. Granada Hills has a shot. And I, I think it's those three. I don't think I don't think Roosevelt, Pauly, Pally, Kennedy. I, I think Probably not. there's kind of a, a drop-off between those teams. But I know Cleveland and Granada Hills have lost some games. But when they've been able to put up the wins that, they, that they've had, you know, Bannon can't match that. So it's all going to be interesting to see what the committee thinks. I, I think those six teams have a chance of the four buys, but the top three, I agree with you. I think they're pretty pretty clear who's it going to be. Now, the seating committee, it's all very hush-hush, very secret. Yes. We don't know what's going on. But I think is if what we've seen is indicative of what's to come, we're going to see a lot of West Valley League teams getting those buys, getting that respect. But like we said, plenty of baseball left to be played next week. And then kind of rounding out my open division, I've got Kennedy in there, I've got Pauly and Carson kind of rounding out my open division playoffs. So for me, I'd, I'd, one team, I think they can all make it. I just wonder if Verdugo Hills has a chance. And then all those teams you mentioned, all the teams in my top ten, um, so San Fernando, Pally, and then the teams you just mentioned there, they all have a chance. The teams that could be the, the odd team out, so to speak, I mean, Verdugo might be, but there were only, if we look at the top tens for a second, I think I didn't have Kennedy and you didn't have Pauly, so right. boom. Maybe There's 11 the right there, or, yeah, 11 and 12. Yep, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was those teams, and especially if Pauly takes care of business against Verdugo, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, Verdugo, if I think they would kind of need to sweep and I agree. win league to, I agree. to sneak into open. Yeah, if they split, it's not going to be enough. I don't think so. But even even as it is, they're probably looking at a number one seed there in D1. If I'm giving, giving some D1 predictions, I've got Verdugo Hills atop my D1 list. We've also got San Pedro in there. They've at least got a shot to split that Marine League title. So good for San Pedro out there. And then Hamilton, Venice, some of those Western League teams, I think they're they're pretty comfortable to make the Division One playoffs. And then rounding it out, you got Taft and Dorsey. I think both of those teams. Dorsey's not necessarily a team you think of when you hear baseball. You don't think the Dorsey Dons, you think football, you think some of the historic NFL players that have come out of Dorsey. But baseball, we watched them play Carson, and they got some good hitters over there. So I think Dorsey, they might be a bit of a thorn in the side there for some D1 teams. I think Taft is the team to watch in Division One. They've been battling it out, battling it out, excuse me, all year in the Western or West Valley League. Look for them to make some noise in D1. Well, that'll about do it for this episode of the L.A. City Section Baseball Podcast. A full slate of games next week. It's only going to get crazier. For Connor Morissette, I'm Alex Scar. Thanks for watching.